welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I am here with my fellow partner, Deborah, and today we are talking about a very common topic. My co-parent is making me crazy how divorce coaches can support strategic co-parenting communication. And, and, and this is what we know, right? Study after study after study shows that the best way to help children in divorce is to ensure an ongoing, stable, loving relationship with both parents. But what if the conflict between you and your soon-to-be ex or your ex is a barrier to that process? What is What does that mean? And what does that look like for our clients? This is more common than not. Yeah, much more common than not. And the other thing we know that is often so difficult to transmit, I'll use that word, transmit and have the message received to our clients is that the other thing we know for sure, right? I'll use my Oprah quote, something I know for sure is children can thrive through divorce. Mm -hmm. We know that exposure to parental conflict is the number one thing that causes emotional damage to kids in divorce. Yep. Shielding them from that conflict is the best thing. Best interests of the children, shield them from conflict. Right. Not worrying about parenting time, not worrying about who does this or who does that, not anything in your parenting plan. It's shielding them from parental conflict. Right. And I get it. Right. I get it. I I understand it's so frustrating and you're either experiencing a tsunami of emotional responses, right? Your clients are feeling angry, mad, sad, betrayed, frustrated, overwhelmed, anxious. I mean, we can, the list is long, right? And and what happens in sort of that process, as we know, as it relates to co-parenting, is that there needs to be a transition of the relationship as spouses, as divorcing spouses to a business relationship as co-parents, as business partners, a parenting partnership. And, And we know that in change, right? So when we talk about change, change is a situational shift, right? So our clients are experiencing this. They're experiencing divorce. That's a situational shift. They are moving as co-parents, situational shift, right? But what we know is the transition to that change, which is the internal emotional adaption to that change is the area where we as divorce coaches can support our clients, right? Because they need to not only, they're already experiencing that change. The change is happening right? It's their transition to that change to be able to 
basically redefine and restructure that relationship to then engage in effective communication strategies. Right, right. And to take the personal part of the relationship out. So when we talk about a business, transitioning to a business relationship, that is getting to the point where if you've been in the workplace, you have a coworker that you don't like at all. Yes. Right. Who hasn't had that? Or you work on a PTA committee with a Karen, and I'm using my air quotes now, with a Karen who you kind of hate. How are you able to effectively work with those people? Because I know you do it or your clients do it. Yeah. We're talking about clients. So, so talking with them about when have you had to work with a coworker or a Karen on the PTA or a someone else that personally, eh, they kind of drove you crazy. You didn't care for them. You didn't really like them. But what were you able to do to make that working relationship still effective? Right. And and I think one of the, the reasons people are able to do that is because there's a different set of norms and expectations in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's then sort of taking some of those commonalities mm-hmm. to those norms and applying it now to this transitioned relationship. And yes. part of that is, I'm going to say it, checking some of that shit at the door mm-hmm. and then walking through that door, which now is the corporation of your children, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you are share stakeholders in that corporation of the children. So just like in the workplace, when you might not like somebody, you show up, you you check your stuff, you go and do your job, that shared task or that mutual goal, that's that business goal or your, you know, what you do at your job, your duties and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. and, And then you leave. You leave. You have to work on a project with that person. You have to go to a meeting with that person. It happens. You don't like them. You do it anyway. You show up as a professional. You stay within your bounds and you do what you need to do, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the other thing when you say check your shit at the door is one of the things we can do for clients when that co-parenting relationship is conflicted Mm. is hold a mirror up to our clients to get some insight and see if there's anything they are doing to contribute to this conflict. Is there anything in their style of communication and the way they're interacting and the way they're making decisions that is, and I use this phrase all the time, right? Throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And and, and it's taking accountability. And I'm going to say it, it's about accountability. If our clients sit there and engage in the blame game, Right. And and maybe there is. I, I I get it. Maybe you're justified in in feeling that this other person has done all of these bad things. But the more we engage in that blame game, the more we are pulling away from giving somebody else control and saying they're the reason why this relationship sucks. 
And or this, they're the reason I feel that way. Correct. And that's what that's what we can loop through with them as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And I know, Deb, one of the things that we have been working on at Divorce Coaches Academy is we have been uh, building a new course, uh, yep. a, a new intensive, the Conflicted Co-Parenting Certification Training Program. And this mm-hmm. is a little different. There's a lot of programs out there that are in co-parenting specialists, right? Uh, and certification and training. Our approach is a little unique, right? Because one, we are not engaging with both parents, right? We are working with one client, a single person who's part of this process, right? And, 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 and coaching them through some of that accountability. If you want change, you Mm -hmm. be the agent of that change. Right. I'm very excited about this upcoming Mm -hmm. course. Yeah. It's going to start in November. Mm. Um, So watch for things about that. But, you know, Tracy and I both, everything you see come out of Divorce Coaches Academy is going to be grounded in alternative dispute resolution. Every single thing. Yep. Because we don't believe in escalating conflict. We believe people have agency to bring a fire extinguisher to the party, to modulate their own behaviors. Yep. Yep. And control of their own behaviors, their words, their actions, their feelings, their feelings. And that, you know, like I was referencing a second ago, somebody else can't make me feel that way. Somebody else can behave in a bad way but they can't make me feel a way that is my choice. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, when it it comes to these conflicted co-parenting situations, there are a bunch of tools as coaches that you can help clients use and everything exists on a spectrum, right? We have everything from people that are just being annoying and jerks to the super high conflict Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. situations. One thing I I think we can be helpful with is giving hope. And and we can talk about a few of the tools, but I think we also can give hope to say, look, everything is in flux. Everybody feels uncertain. Everybody's afraid. Right now, we all have our amygdalas jacked up and we're acting crazy. So nobody's on their best behavior right now. What we typically see is that once the divorce is final, the parenting plan gets in a rhythm. Everybody gets settled in their new living situation and they're settled that they have enough money and things are going well. The co-parenting relationship also smooths out Mm -hmm. after a period of time. So giving them hope that, yeah, they're being a jerk and this is really tough, but if you hang in there, it could happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Time sort of heals wounds, but we do know that sometimes, you know, the best be the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Yep. So those clients that, you know, struggled with a high conflict individual, right. Mm-hmm. And we know that healthy conflict is increasing our understanding of ourselves and somebody else. We can still function. Our clients kills, can still function 
in a healthy conflict with a high conflict person. And also, I think one of the other strategies on that, that divorce coaches play a a very large role in is in identity validation, right? Because often some of the conflict that experience in is as we transition this from marital uh, relationship with one another to parental partnerships is a real identity crisis, right? I'm not going to, if I don't have the kids um, a larger percentage of the time, I am not going to be mom, right? right? And that might not be what they say. Same with dad, right? If I don't have equal time sharing, or I'm not going to be dad, right? right? But time sharing doesn't define you as a mother or you as a father, right? Time sharing is supposed to be where both parents are are exercising time with their children, right? It's the time that the children spend with you, not the time you spend with your children. And, And when we are able to sort of support that identity validation, you're still mom, you're still a mom. You're right? still a mom. You're getting divorced. You don't lose the title of mom. You don't lose the title of dad, that identity that's meaningful for you. Mm-hmm. And when people are in these identity crises, they're fighting. They're fighting because they believe that they need something to validate their identity. So right. another big piece in that communication strategy and de-escalation is really mm-hmm. how does how does that your client identify themselves? What is right. that like? Where are they feeling threatened, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. some of this conflicted behavior comes out of someone feeling threatened somehow. Yes. And so those identity threats are are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, let's let's talk about strategic communication. And what does that look like? You know, I think everybody's familiar with Bill Eddy and the Biff response. Mm-hmm. And that is the gold standard. And if you can help your clients master the BIF response, and if you're not familiar with it, please go get the book ASAP, memorize it, share it with your clients. There's a BIF for Mm -hmm. co-parents. So it's just classic. And BIF stands for brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Yeah. And the first question is, do I even need to respond to this? So if the message that you get an email or a text message that says, you're ugly, I hate you, your feet smell, you have a booger in your nose, and uh, Johnny has a doctor's appointment on Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If the last part weren't there, that requires no response. Right. And and one of the things that I love to do, which is uh, synonymous to the, the fire safety technique we used as yep. children, do you remember that? Yeah. Stop, roll. Stop, right? drop, and I, roll. I, I love to add that to uh, as a preview, a, a pre-step to Biff, right? Mm-hmm. So a text comes through and it is infuriating, it's whatever. Drop the phone. Literally. Mm-hmm. Drop the Literally. phone. Literally, literally drop the phone. And and then the next stop. Okay, take a breath. Think about it. The, you engaging in this. Does this text, does this email require a response? Right. Right. And then that role is okay. I'm going to move from my Amy, keeping Amy in the back seat, right? Uh, our amygdala moving to our frontal processing, reasoning, rationality, and then make a decision. If we are going to respond, activating 
that BIF strategy, mm-hmm. which is so, so <clears throat> simple yet amazing and effective. Right. Amazing and effective. So if you get this text about your breath smells and your hair is ugly and all the hate crimes, all the war crimes you committed during the marriage, and Johnny has a doctor's appointment on Thursday at one, then the response is, you know, thank you for letting me know about Johnny's doctor's appointment. I'll be sure to have him there on time and I'll let you know how it went. Have a great weekend. Yeah. That's a Biff response. Right. And, and, and as we talk about that, it's an extremely effective strategy. We do know for our clients, there is so much stuff going on inside, right? That, the the, uh, the, the rage, the frustration, the sadness, all of mm-hmm. it is bubbling, bubbling inside. Yeah. And, and that's where our work is not only in, in, in supporting the, application of the strategy, but also dealing with that internal conflict, that internal crisis of emotion that's happening where we want to immediately jade, right? Justify and explain, talk about why our position is in the best interests of the child, right? Best interest Mm -hmm. of the child, Deb, you and I talk about all the time is is a, a, a complete source of conflict when we right. talk about it's, it's like we say fair is the F word in yeah. divorce, best yeah. interest of the children is the same thing. And we're going to spend some time on that in our conflicted co-parenting yeah. class. Yeah. Right. How do we, yep. it's extremely subjective. Absolutely. Right? Extremely the, subjective. the other reasons, there are two reasons that strategic communication and helping your client drop, stop and roll work with the BIF responses, measure their responses. There are two super important reasons. One, their emotional health, Mm -hmm. right? When they can slow down to respond instead of react, to keep Amy, the amygdala, (laughs) buckled in the car seat, right? They don't get those adrenaline and cortisone rushes. They, They have more peace. That's number one. Number two, remember, if they should end up in the court system with a judge or a magistrate, when they go in, the court assumes they are both responsible for being there. They are both the high conflict person. Absolutely. And so your job as a divorce coach is to help your client prove that they are squeaky clean, that they are not the high conflict person. And so continuing to write things like, thank you for letting me know about Johnny's doctor appointment. I'll be sure to have him there on time and I'll let you know how things go. Have a great weekend. Right. Our uh, print all those out and show them to the court and the court will say, wow, you're awesome. Yeah. And the other person is the one causing the problem here. They're objective, right? It's objective evidence. It's not subjective. It's objective. This was Mm -hmm. how I responded. Right. I was calm, cool, and collected. I stay focused on the needs of the child, which is extremely important, right? We have to be mindful. Uh, You might be having that reactive state. Our clients are often in that stress response, engaged and reactive instead of imploring effective communication strategies, but they have to understand that although it might've been a slip up can also be used against them, Right. right? And right. what is that responsibility? 
right? Yeah. To themselves, not only exactly what you said, not only does it feel good, it's it, this state of conflict, this state of high stress is unsustainable, right? The physiological, the emotional responses, it's just horrible for our clients to see it. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is to be able to demonstrate in evidence, objective mm-hmm. evidence, your our clients' efforts to participate in a collaborative communication process. Right, right. I recently had a client who um, they had to see a, a recommending parenting mediator. So kind of like a parenting coordinator who could write recommendations to the court about their parenting plan. And in the summary notes, what the mediator said was that my client very clearly proved that she was the one that was willing to be collaborative and her spouse was not. And Mm -hmm. so all the recommendations went in her favor. Mm -hmm. Why? Because she was working with me. Yeah. Because we did Biff responses because we didn't react. We responded. Um, So I want to add one, you know, so we talked about being exposed to parental conflict during divorce is really, really bad for kids. Yeah. The other thing that's that that we can explore with clients is when we talk about the emotional health is is talk through with our clients when you are jacked up like that, when you are so angry, are you being the best parent you can be? Mm-hmm. How is that impacting your parenting for the time you that the kids are with you? Are you distracted? Are you less available? Do you have a shorter temper? Are you, right? Are you showing up as the best parent, right? Yes. So not not only do we want to not have them see the conflict, but if you are being exposed to the conflict and not being able to deescalate yourself and manage your emotions, it's still affecting your kids. Absolutely. 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 And we know mm-hmm. no conflict should be greater than our children's needs. And that's, that's uh, basically where our role is. And I I'm excited, Deb, for yep. people to check out the course. I think it's going to be extremely useful and valuable in terms of working with coaches and, and learning some of these strategies and how to implement uh, uh, their programs and their divorce coaching practices. Yeah. Yeah. How to really give your clients some tools right? Some strategies. We'll talk through some assessments. Um, We hope to really, again, impact families and be able to answer the question, do you you love your kids more than you hate your ex? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We look forward to, uh, we look forward to you returning next week. We hope the topics that we're discussing here are helpful to you. Um, If there's something special you'd like us to talk about, please reach out. You can email us at dca at divorcecoachesacademy.com or DM us on Instagram. We would love to make sure that we're talking about the things that interest you. So we'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. 
We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching. 